Welcome to the offer. The no sugar added approach to the talent triangle with an unfiltered view of employers, candidates, and recruiters. I am your host, Michael Glinter. The offer. Before we get started, just a reminder, if you need any type of services, questions, you are looking to do a sponsorship on my show, or you have needs as far as resumes or anything as far as the staffing industry, please email me at michael at michaelglinter.com. Again, that is michael at michaelglinter.com. So we can connect. You can also check me out on social media. And please, as a reminder, don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast to get weekly updates as well as please pass along information to your friends and family. Today's show is very exciting. Not only are we going to talk about pivoting your career and finding fulfillment, but I have a very special guest on my show that will talk about some big announcements uh, for the podcast and, and the future of you know the, my journey, I guess. Uh, first off, I want to talk a little bit about pivoting. You know, The coronavirus has caused many people to start second-guessing what they're doing day-to-day and really kind of find fulfillment and happiness in what they do. And many times, oftentimes, people real, have realized that maybe the current strategy of what they're doing as far as their career is just not not what's going to get them to be happy long term. The most important thing that you have to think about when you're looking at your life in general when it comes to work is do you wake up every day and are you excited to go to work or are you dreading for your work day? Oftentimes we think that it's normal to get up and not really want to go to work, but it's not normal. It's actually a sign that you may be stuck in a job that you're not happy with, but not pursuing your career. Pursuing your career and having a job are two very distinct things. When you're in a career path or doing a career that you enjoy, you feel challenged, you feel appreciated, you feel hopeful that you can grow, and ultimately you feel like you're making a difference in people's lives and in the organization. When you're in a job that you're just looking at it as a job and not as a career, you feel stuck and stagnant, you feel very unstable, and largely you feel very unhappy. So it's really important when you're looking at pivoting that you really find what's going to make you appreciate the job that you're doing, feel like you're making a difference, feel like you're being challenges, and ultimately feel like every day when you wake up, you're excited to go to work. The other course of a pivot is mid-year, mid-career pivot or mid-life pivot, where people oftentimes will find their passion, find a career that they love, do it really well for a long time, and then decide at one point, maybe it's time to, to try chapter two. Maybe it's time to do something different. And oftentimes that means that you're not necessarily running away from a job that you're not happy with. But really, in all retrospect, you're looking in a way to find a career for the second part of your life. That's another reason why many times, oftentimes, people look at pivoting. It's not necessarily that they're unhappy. It's not necessarily that they don't like their job or their, their current career path. But it's, it's a moment in time where they realize, you know, before I die, there's, there's another purpose in life. The most common mistakes that people make when they're going to pivot and, and when they're going to change direction, so to speak, is there's four major ones, actually. There's one, they, they do it without a plan. Oftentimes people say, well, I'm going to just, you know, go do this 
see how it goes. This this is going to be my my next journey. But they don't have the real plan in place. They don't really figure out, you know, what are the, the changes that are going to have to make? What are the repercussions? What things do they have to be prepared for? They don't really research the the necessary things for them to be successful. They just basically just do it. And mind you, don't get me wrong. I think that it's noble for anybody to just say, hey, I'm just going to do it. Uh, and see where it goes. But at the end of the day, there are sacrifices that one will make and there are potential issues with doing that. You may run into problems, it may not be successful, and oftentimes you may cause financial hardship on yourself because of the simple fact that you didn't plan ahead. So make sure that you plan ahead, make sure you come up with a strategy as far as how you're gonna get from point A to point B when you do that, that, that move. And, and just make sure that you're prepared for whatever will come. Don't just do something when you're pivoting. Don't just do something that you're passionate about, but do something that you know you're going to be successful at. Because I can be passionate about anything, right? But if, you're, if the passion that you have for something is not going to be able to pay your bills, it's not going to financially put you in a good place, then it really is not going to make your life that much better. So make sure when you're looking at a way to pivot your career, that you not only look at the passion of what you love to do, but the, the financial you know, strategy as far as how it will make sense. Next, don't forget to shift your brand. A lot of people forget the fact that they have to re-identify themselves. People are not gonna assume or guess that you're pivoting, especially if you're building a resume and you're sending it to a company and it's a complete pivot from what you're doing now, you really have to make sure they understand that it was intentional, that you're trying to change your path. So make sure that in your messaging, the messaging speaks to the pivot that you're trying to make in the, in the direction you're trying to go. And lastly, don't go at it alone. Many people wanna try to figure it out on their own. They don't wanna ask people for help. They really wanna just try to figure it out. But the problem is, is, is you lose light on some of the most important things that could make you successful. And oftentimes going to other people and understanding what other people are thinking when it comes to how you could be successful at this and kind of the ideas of what will make you successful actually may help you. So don't be afraid to go ask people's opinion. Don't be afraid to ask people what they think. Don't be afraid to ask people for help because at the end of the day, they're gonna help you get to that next point in your career. They're gonna help you get to that next that point in your life, so to speak. Next, I wanted I want to introduce a very special guest. Now, I, I will tell you, many of you who know me for years, I've been in the staffing business for over 21 years. I've been very successful in the business. I've enjoyed my time in the business. And in that period of time, I, I have been blessed with being able to reward people with new opportunities, changes in their career, pivots in their career. And, and I enjoy that piece. I enjoy the piece of coaching. I enjoy the piece of helping people write their resume, change their change direction, figure out a way to better themselves, figure out a way to to progress their lives. And, and it's been very rewarding. And I do that today. So I, I I started up a coaching business, a resume writing business, and a LinkedIn rebranding business where I every day now help people you know, really kind of find their path, find their journey. I want to introduce Jody. Jody is the person that actually got me into the business. She is the person that identified that I had skills 
and abilities. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do in life. And Jody has helped me reach that. She's gotten me to the point where I knew where I wanted to be, what I want to do. And because of that, I've been very successful. So let me introduce you to my show, Jody Carroll. Hi, how are you? How are you, Michael Glinter? Oh my God, Jody Carroll. <laughs> it's been it's a blast from the past. Yes. <laughs> It's, it's funny because over the course of the last couple of years, I've been reaching out to people from my, you know, really back in the day, my high school professor, my you know, college instructor, you know, just thanking them for, you know, what they've done for me. And, you know, I reflect back to when I first met you and I was a little kid out of college that was working for Coke and looking for a job and had no intention of ever getting into 100% commission recruiting. Right. And, and, and you were like, like, would not leave me alone. <laughs> like, uh, and, and so I, knew, I, just, I, knew, I knew a superstar when I saw one. <laughs> no, and I, and I had, you know, and I, I can't tell you, I know we had challenges towards the latter part of your tenure there and everything's a learning experience. And obviously for me, it wasn't, I didn't really have a problem with you at all. It just, you know, obviously things happen, but like I've told everybody, you know, I look back and reflect on all the people that have impacted my life. And had you not gone to lunch with me and per my request, because I remember you were not about going to lunch. No, not at all. I had never done that before. Yeah. And, and had you not gone on lunch with me and really convinced me to do this, I would have never taken that leap of faith. And, and it was I, a leap of faith. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show because I'm, so I'm doing a podcast now that really centers around, you know, driving people to do things that they wouldn't necessarily think about or how do they pivot in their, their world or how do they make that lifelong decision or what, what are they, what happens when they get to a crossroads and what who not to have on my show but the person that kind of really kind of pushed me off the, the ledge <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's it i mean you know I, and, I, and you know i always wondered this is probably a stupid question but why why were you i mean i get the fact that you made a bet with mark tachi that you would get me but <laughs> what, what, you remember ah uh-huh, see i remember everything <laughs> So you my, do, because I don't remember that. But now that you say it, I can definitely see that happening. So from my <laughs> listener's perspective, Jody was, after I had left my first interview with Mark Tachi, who I did not want to go, I, I told him I wasn't interested. Jody bet mm-hmm. Mark $100 that she would get me. <laughs> I did not know there was a bet. <laughs> my, my beeper then for a week, my pager at the time, God, that dates us both, but... <laughs> My pager at the time, she would page me nonstop, wanting to talk to me. And I was like, gosh, this woman won't leave me alone. And so finally, I told her, I said, listen, you want to chat? I'll chat. But we have to go to lunch. And she's like, no, no, I don't do lunch. And I'm like, well, if you want me, I'm going to lunch. (laughs) And I I remember it was like yesterday. And I remember what you told me at the end, believe it or not. And it's what it's, and I tell people this story all the time, is we sat down, it was at Bennigan's. On Dale Mabry, Bennigan's back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. We were sitting at a two-seater table. It was an hour and a half conversation. And at the end of the conversation, Jody looked at me and said, Do you want next year? Do you want a Porsche, a Lexus, a Mercedes? What do you want? And I looked at her and said, I want them all. She said, Great, come work for me. 
And <laughs> it was that it was that moment where I walked away saying, "Holy crap! What am I going to do? Like, I'm really this is like a crazy decision. Like, uh, do I do it or not do it? And it was really faith. Um, you know, my belief in destiny. My parents who encouraged me. But you know, I I appreciate you know the way you touched me and the way you allowed me to to grow and. It's but not anyone, Michael, not anyone can go and work for Coca-Cola out of college, right? I knew that you had to be, you had to have something special, you know, yeah. the Coca-Cola saw in you, right? Yeah. They only pick the cream of the crop. I knew that you were the cream of the crop and I knew you were an inordinate go-getter. Right. I could tell that by just meeting with you, you know, and was I right? <laughs> look at no, look you where you right. turned and, out. <laughs> and, I, and I will tell you, I, I, I truly believe that things happen for a reason. And Jody, you are absolutely right. You, you, you pinned me down. I, I honestly didn't think that highly of myself at the time. I was actually, you know, struggling to find myself. And, you know, you, you pushed me off the, the ledge. And 21 years later, it's, it's exciting for me to say that I'm retiring from the staffing world. My goodness. I know. It's... I was listening to one of your podcasts and I heard you say something like you put in 20 years and I was like, oh my God, I am old. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a hot minute, you know. <laughs> so the reason I asked her on my show today is because I am announcing that I am retiring from the staffing industry. I've been with the same company for 21 years. I am not not working. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be pivoting to focus on working with people on career coaching, leadership coaching, their resume, helping them rewrite their resume, helping them redo their LinkedIn. But I am no longer going to be in the staffing world and I'm no longer going to be finding people employment. So I wanted her to be on the show for that official announcement. It's an official announcement that now is going out into the public. And people know now that I'm pivoting into a new new line of work, a new business, but you can certainly still hire me and I can still help you. It's just going to be in a different fashion. <laughs> and now you've done, you've done a lot of things for yourself as well. What are you doing these days? So what I'm doing right now is I'm working for a credit card processing company and we acquire companies like there's nobody's business. And uh, what I'm actually doing is um, convincing people to move to G Suite. So, you know, it's sales all over again. You know, there's people that have spent 20 years working with Microsoft, just like I did. And um, I had the opportunity to move to G Suite and I had the opportunity to start training people on it. And before I knew it, you know, my superiors were like, you know what, you need to, this is something that you could be doing. You could be helping our organization with change management and helping people get past the fear and, and helping them become more productive on, on Google, on G Suite. What, and so wait, wait, our company. What, what, what is, okay, uh, you lost me. So what is, what is Google G Suite? So now this is, this is, this is your opportunity to sell because uh, you know, <laughs> I've never even heard of it. What is it? So I don't work for Google, right? I work for Global Payments, but Google is a product um, just like Microsoft Office, Word, Excel. Well, it's Google's G Suite is Sheets, Slides, and Docs. And so, and they have Gmail and they have Google Chat and they have Google Meet and all of these collaborative tools that you can use in the, in the place of Microsoft Outlook. And so our organization decided to move to the cloud and we decided to go with Google as our product. And so now I basically, every time we, we acquire a company, which we just um, merged with Tesis uh, back in September of last year, 
and we are just now brought on 10,000 new employees onto, onto the G Suite applications of Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Slides, Google Mail, Google Drive, Google Meet, and Google Chat. Yeah. So you're doing a lot of the, the transition merger process, getting people into the new system, convincing people that they want that, to accept it early. Right, to accept it, right, because they're already going to be moving, right? right? Our organization has made the decision, then once they merge with us or we acquire the company, then, you know, if they want to be able to collaborate with all the rest of the organization, they really need to move their organization to G Suite as well. And so my department basically helps with transitioning employees to become productive on, on Google's G Suite. Yep. And what, and what, is, what does Global Payments do? Are they, are, they like a, so are, are, they like a, are they like a competitor to Paycom? Uh, world, world Pay. Oh, I yes. I mean, yeah. We do credit card processing. So we work with merchants. Um, the merchants actually sell the product and we do the transaction in between. You guys have probably seen an uptick. Well, you know, we, we didn't in the first three months. But then we pivoted um, very, very quickly to Google Meet and are working. Most of our employees are all working remotely now, which is unheard of. Mm -hmm. So the division that I'm in is the technology division, and we have basically pivoted and helped everyone to be able to work from home very quickly. So, you know, you see casino industry move from in-house to now online. And so we do credit card processing online as well. And so a lot of the um, casinos now have moved from in-house right? Because you can't really go to a casino now, to online gambling. Anything that goes online, we were able to capture as well. Yeah, it's, well, I, I say it's, you probably guys are doing pretty good because, you know, it's funny, I was joking the other day, I don't remember the last time I used cash, but even the, <laughs> even the pandemic, though, is forcing people not to use cash because yes. nobody, nobody wants to put their hands on it. <clears throat> and a, a lot of people are now doing all this, you know, virtual payment process. And it's contactless. Yeah. Contact, right. Yep. Contactless. It's kind of a good industry to be in because, you know, at the end of the day, that's where our industry's going. I mean, it's, it's yes. the, the whole world's going to it, really. And after the pandemic, it's still going to be there because people are going to realize how easy it is. Right. And we're all over the world. We're in like 38 countries, I think, um, today. So, yeah. So we do credit part card processing all over the world. Yeah. If you're interested in talking with Jody, maybe networking with her, or you're looking for her for any type of services, you can certainly reach out to her. Information is going to be in the podcast notes, so you can reach out to her directly. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast. Also, please please feel free to share, like, send, tag your friends. Let them have the opportunity to listen and understand and get a better viewpoint from the people that we talk to. Also, please don't forget, if you have any questions, you can email me at any time. And I hope you guys had a great day.